0: This is for a boy between 9 and 11. I'm in a place called Karakosh, just outside of Mosul. This is a, a church that was completely destroyed uh, by ISIS. As we were coming through, one of our team uh, discovered one of the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. I don't know who gave it, who sent it, but uh, it touched the life of a child at one point. And of course we asked people when they pack a box to always pray you never know where that box will go.
1: Where are the lost? Where are the hardest to get to people groups? Where has the gospel of Jesus not been preached and proclaimed? In Acts 13, 47, for so the Lord has commanded us saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring
0: salvation to the ends of the earth. We live in a broken world, an evil world. Yet Jesus gave us orders. He said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have a job to do.
1: When we talk about going to the ends of the earth, we're talking about shoebox gifts that are taking the gospel to the hardest to reach areas of the
0: world. If you wanna bring hope to a broken society, it's the gospel. An Operation Christmas Child is not about passing out toys, it's about the gospel. Each kid, when they receive that box, they're gonna hear the presentation of the gospel clearly. They make a decision for Christ, and then they're trained and equipped to go out and share their faith with others. And many times in areas where it's an unreached people group, the Bible tells us the time is now. We're in the South Pacific. I want to reach these islands for Christ. These are the core areas. People don't have any hope, people don't come here, there's no tourists here, but we're gonna be here. I'm right outside of Maslan, Mexico, about six hour drive up in the mountains with Operation Christmas Child. This is where people that are brave are taking Operation Christmas Child to the ends of the earth.
1: We need boxes that are packed by families, by churches and groups, but we also need boxes that are packed online. When you build a shoebox online these are the boxes that give us access into hard to reach places of the world
0: we go at great lengths great effort to take these boxes to children in the most remote parts of the world it's an incredible journey you know the mission of operation christmas child
1: never changes children are coming to jesus children are coming to faith children are being discipled and children by taking the gospel to the ends of the earth.
2: All right. Good morning, church family. It's so good to be here with you today. If you're new here, I'm Pastor Tim. I'm the youth pastor here at the church, and I just want to thank you on behalf of the entire church. We're so glad you're here with us and that you chose to spend your Sunday morning here in the house of the Lord. We're going to have a great service today. If you are a first-time visitor, we have first-time visitor cards in the back of the pew right in front of you. If you would fill one of those out, we'd just love to know who you are and to be able to pray for you. You can drop those in the offering bucket during offering, or if you want to drop them off at the Welcome Center out in the lobby. Um, Again, that would be a great option for you as well. And we also want to say thank you to all our live streamers. Thank you live streamers for joining us. Do me a favor, say hi on there. Let us know you're there. We love to pray for you guys as well. Got a few quick announcements for you. The main one is this. Home groups are happening today. How many of you go to a home group? Raise your hand. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see, way more, hand. everyone's hands should be up. Home groups are amazing. You get food, you get fellowship, you can you know, go and cry on somebody's shoulder if you need that. That's a great place to be. Home groups are happening today. If you wanna know more information about home groups, where they're happening, where you can go, you can find all that information out at the Welcome Center or online. And then finally, we have small groups. How many of you are currently in a small group? I know we're running some right now. Yes, go ahead and pat yourself on the back. Good job, you get an A plus this morning. But we also have small groups that happen outside of normal church times. And we would love for you to get plugged in. There's all sorts of small groups. If you'd love to connect with a small group and just find some place to really belong and have community, then go to the website or check us out at the Welcome Center. We can give you more information about all the small groups we have going on. All right? Look at your neighbor. Give him a high five. Wow, that was, I mean... I think the live streamers did a better job of high-fiving somebody. Try that again one more time. High-five a neighbor. Tell them God loves them. And then stand to your feet, if you would, stand to your feet. As we get ready to enter into worship, I just want to encourage you guys with this. In Joshua chapter 3, the Lord's preparing the Israelites to cross the Jordan River and to go take the promised land. And this is impactful for a couple of reasons. A, they were going into the promised land, but there was going to be some obstacles. There were going to be a couple of hardships going on. And when the Lord shows up to speak to Joshua, he does something amazing. He says, Joshua, have the priests take the Ark of the Covenant and start walking. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to follow them because you don't know where you're going, because you've never been there before. And I don't want you to just follow them. I want you to stay about 3,000 meters behind them. It was about a little over a half mile. He wanted the Israelites to follow the ark. Now, the ark represented the presence of God. And here's the question I have for you. Why would God want the Israelites to stay a half mile away from the thing that represented his presence? Here's my thought because the entire time they were walking into the place they didn't know where they were going so they'd never been there before everywhere they'd look they'd look ahead and they'd know god's already there whatever obstacle comes up god's already there he's already been there he's already handled it it's already taken care of and what's the very first thing that happens they got cross the jordan at flood stage and they carry the ark of the presence into the jordan and as they step into it the waters part on both sides it's the it's the red sea all over again and it's parting what's happening god's like i got you church i want you to know i don't know what's coming up for you this week but i know who's already there I know who's already there, and if we know that God's going before us, that God's got us, that He loves us, that He's here to rescue us and care for us and provide and heal us, if that's who our God is, I think we can have joy in the house of the Lord today. Can we have joy? I think so. So let's uh, let's just get ready. I want everybody to smile as big as you can today. I don't know what you dealt with this week, but just smile, because you're in the house of the Lord with your brothers and sisters, and we're going to see God be faithful again this week. Amen? Amen. Let's worship together this morning.
3: won't be Pray.
4: royalty we were the prisoners now we're We won't be quiet. We'll
3: shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord.
5: your prayer language this morning. Come on, let's join in unity together and exalt him today. Hallelujah.
6: This is a day to fulfill all that you need from me. This is a day of healing. It's a day of completeness. This is a day that all that I have for you is to be complete. So Sozo, so sozo. That means salvation, completeness, and wholeness, and entirety that I have for you. This is a day of restoration, recovery, completeness. This is a day for you to be fulfilled. Come on. Come to me. Lay it all down at the altar for I have complete restoration and peace for you. Come to me. Come to me, children. Come to me for I am ready to fill every need you have, everything to be restored. Come to me. Come to me.
3: Same with just, just one, one look, everything changes. I'm captivated. I'm captivated, I'll never be the same, or oh, with just one look
7: from one the Father. Love.
3: Yeah.
5: what the mercy of God can do now I'm alive to tell the
3: story how I've overcome by his goodness and mercy and the power of the blood I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done but His goodness and mercy
5: And the power of the blood Oh, there's nothing like the blood of Jesus To redeem me I thought I deserved To be six feet beneath the earth. For all the things I've done, the things I've said, the choices made that I regret. You see, I'd still be lost.
3: Oh, but for the mercy of God. is goodness and mercy and the power of the blood
8: i'm so glad
3: that my freedom wasn't based on what i've done
5: oh is goodness and mercy
3: and the power of
5: the blood thankful. How thankful are we for the blood of Jesus. So very thankful. Now I want you to stay right where you're at. This is just a moment in our service where we're going to pray about some stuff. And here I only believe we like to say the term we pray first in everything. In everything, what is our choice? Oh, pray first. Amen. That is who we are as Christians. We pray first. And today we're going to pray about some things that are affecting your children, the school system today. And can I tell you, church, the devil is out to attack the identity of our kids. And that's not okay with me. That's not okay. And I'm a parent, and even if I wasn't a parent, as a Christian, we are gonna stand for what we believe. But I refuse, I refuse to let any generation after me not be told about the goodness of God, not be told about who they are in Christ, not to be told that you are chosen, you were created in your mother's womb for such a time as this, for this very moment. You see, teenagers, you weren't created for any other time than this. God could've put you anywhere. But he needed you now. He needs you. He needs you. Sarah, come on up here. Sarah's gonna pray over some stuff today. And let's join her in our faith.
8: Is this on? Okay. All right, good morning, family of faith. I'm sure you're all aware that the enemy is coming in hard, like she said, on our children, um, with a st- strategic plan through the education system at large. Well, it's no surprise to Father God, right? He has already seen what's going on right now, and Jesus and the Father have grieved even more than any of us. So church, let me remind you that the victory has already been secured and declared. Jesus came to restore order to creation. We are not our own. We are needed in kingdom purpose to intercede for God's plans to be accomplished. So we're going to serve the devil, Devil, notice together today, that he can't have our children, that he will not still kill or destroy our children's physical, mental, or spiritual well-being, religious liberties, freedom of speech, kids' safety in restrooms, why do we have to worry about this stuff, in school campuses, nor our para- parental rights. We will not set back and allow the enemy to deceive and confuse our children and grandchildren with their God-given identities. We will not roll over and allow our parental authority of our children to be usurped by school or government officials when it comes to life altering decisions affecting their health and well-being. We are awake, we see you. We've been you've been exposed devil more clearly than ever. We will raise our children a heritage from the Lord the way in which they shall go. The way of the Lord and in the truth of who they are in him. Where there is no confusion we will uphold biological reality and refuse to bow children are not born in the wrong body that's a lie from the pit of hell it's not okay for boys to be in girls restrooms and dressing rooms we will not allow this let's take authority church let's be reminded genesis 127 god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them let's come against the demonic happening in the influential mountain of this education system let's rebuke the plan of the enemy with our children to steal kill or destroy their god-given identity especially and loose god's righteous plan and blood of jesus covering father we have nothing agree with me please we have nothing but love and compassion for those struggling with identity But we reject and dismantle every plan that forces unbiblical ideals and philosophies on us and our children and grandchildren. We thank you for exposing the darkness, plots, plans, and schemes of the enemy. Satan, you are a liar and the author of confusion in this world and we rebuke you. Father, forgive us for setting back and not taking our interceding seriously. You gave us authority. Help us, Holy Spirit, to be bolder and more courageous like never before to stand against this demonic plan. Father, I ask you to move on the hearts of minds of leaders who are allowing this all of them, Lord, that you would open their eyes, draw their hearts, bring the convicting power of the Holy Spirit and the fear of the Lord, that they may see themselves in their depravity, that they are allowing, that they would turn in sincere repentance and get saved and hence stand in with us against the enemy plan. So as your church on earth, we bind and forbid all these demonic efforts to indoctrinate and enslave our children. We boldly declare that they will fail and the insane the insanity of it all will become so very clear. We ask you, Father, to cause millions of Americans and other nations to rise up and say, enough. We loose your plans, Father, over our children and grandchildren and the education system. And we say, as it is in heaven, it shall be with these. Give us wise wise strategies and the teachers who don't want to deal with this either to your righteous plan in the seven influential mountains, especially this education system, that we would all do right by you and your people, Father, in our parts, their parts, to help expose and turn this. Remove and replace, not my will but yours, Father. We ask for all of this in the powerful name of Jesus. And let's decree together the word, no weapon formed against us, Our kids will prosper. No weapon formed against our kids will prosper, basically. The demonic plans operating through the education system will be exposed. They are exposed. They'll continue to be. They will fail. God's perfect plan will prevail. So a final message of encouragement to all of us parents. I want to encourage you to be involved in your kid's life and school like never before. Really pray about what you can do um, to make a difference. You are, are all empowered by God, right? So...
5: So I will bless the Lord, oh my soul.
9: that's who we are we are people that pray pray first hallelujah hallelujah come on let's just say this we don't worry about anything we pray about everything we tell God what we need and we thank him for what he's done come on give him another hand praise today hallelujah So, the Bible says uh, in Proverbs 22, verse 4, that by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, and honor, and life. So, I need to be humble today and uh, share something with you. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I was uh, doing running some errands and. Um, I wanted to go to Meyer but things kept happening to delay me from going when I wanted to go and so finally the Lord was like just do what I tell you to do we'll get to Meyer you know so I, 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 I do what he says and so I finally get to Meyer and I run into this couple that I had met uh, at a church that I preached at and you know we were happy to see each other we hugged greeted each other and, you know, we both said, you know, it's not by coincidence that we have run into each other, you know. So we talked, uh, exchanged numbers, and then we went our separate way. So as I was I checking out, um, they were in front of me. So I get this little feeling, you should pay for their groceries. And, and you know, I, I like doing stuff like that. I really do. But I, I, I want to be humble and transparent today. The thought came to my mind yeah we do that but (laughs) you know we've been spending spending a lot of money and they got a cart full of groceries and so do you and I said yeah and it was like but you know let's just finish the projects we're working on get and then and then replenish your money and then you can go out and sew and all, do all the stuff you want to do. And I'm not going to kid you. I'm a little embarrassed to say that kind of made sense to me in that moment. But faith, somebody say faith. Faith rose up and was like, "Um, that's not how we do things. And then there was this other voice like, We're not knocking faith, but the reality is, you know, money is a little tight. Faith said, but that's not how we do things. So I got this battle going on, you know, and there's like a line full of people. They're looking at me. Why is that guy not scared of his groceries? You know, I got to get out of here, you know, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to step out in faith. And I said, God, if I'm missing you, if I got it wrong, just stop me. So I walk over to the couple, and I say, hey, you know, and I'm talking to them, and I'm stalling, and, and they're just scanning away. And I'm like, my goodness, you know, <laughs> and they're just scanning and scanning and scanning, and I'm talking, and then, and then I, I, I just stick my card in. And the wife goes oh no 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 you don't have to do that i said yes i do yes i do yes i do i said I, i'm a man of faith i need a harvest and and i'm just walking by faith and this couple started crying so i thought they were they were crying because you know maybe they needed a financial blessing you know and i mean because he's she's bawling you know and he's crying and they hug me and i'm like oh okay you know and i go back and i i pay for my groceries i said you picked the wrong day to, you know, go heavy grocery shopping. This should have been a light day, you know. But but I, 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 I see somebody I know. I talked to them for another 10 minutes or so. And I walk out. Now, this couple has been gone for 10, 12 minutes. So I walk out, and there's this strange truck. I see this truck parked out. And I'm walking to my car, and the truck starts up. And it's coming around the parking lot. And, and I'm going, God, is something about to happen, you know? Because it, it was just weird, and it pulled up aggressively, and it was that couple. So they hopped out, and and the guy said, listen, you obeyed God. You sowed a seed into us. Now we're going to obey God and sow a seed into you. And I'm thinking, aren't you guys struggling? Because you, you started crying, you know, or don't you need This couple is not hurting for money. They were touched by the act of compassion and obedience. That's what moved them. So he got out the truck and he he pulled a, a wad of money out. And he said to me, I never keep cash on me. He said, but today we got cash. And he said, the Lord told us that we would fund the kingdom. He said, so, brother, because you obeyed the Lord and and, and you sowed the seed, we're going to obey the Lord. And that man gave me ten times what I had paid for his groceries. And so, like his wife, I started crying, you know. (laughs) And I said, man, I got to get out of here. You got me all mushy and stuff like that. But I want to share with you, and I'm done, I just want to let you know, in that moment, I had a choice to make. And reality said, listen, you're a giver, don't worry if you don't give today. You're a tither, don't worry about it. You know, things are a little tight, so just wait till next time. Well, I'm here to tell you, faith doesn't act like that. And so today, I just want to encourage you, as you give, give in faith Give with expectation. And listen, you may have to push your way through a little bit, but it's okay. It's all right. Just trust God in your giving. So, if you need a tithe or uh, or offering envelope, it should be right in front of you. There's ushers that have passed them around. And so, I'm just going to pray over your giving today, and I'm going to use faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, as people decide in their hearts and minds, to step out in faith, to be obedient, to push their way through. God, I thank you for breakthrough. I thank you for increase. I thank you for moments of miracles that take, that are taking place because of their faith. Now I just release blessing into the atmosphere. And I thank you for their harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Bring your offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: my soul amen well I'm excited about a message the pastor is going to be ministering to us here in just a few moments I believe in God for great things to happen I encourage you to open your faith get ready to receive because I don't believe we're here by chance I believe we're here to be impacted by God and thank you for being here today and thank you for watching online as well Uh, like last week I want to get up and just share a little bit about our trip to Pakistan Uh, of all the nations on the face of the earth I can think of a lot of places I'd like to go Uh, Not to say I don't want to go to Pakistan, but there are some real risks involved, but uh, Pastor and I have been to Pakistan on three occasions, and on three crusades, we've seen 216,030 people make decisions for Christ, and that's something to give God praise for, amen? What I'd like to do, uh, many of you saw this video last week, but many of you are here for the first time. I'm going to ask the media team if they would. We're going to show you just a quick video of what God helped us accomplish in three different crusades. Uh, About uh, in the last uh, 12 months or so and on Friday the 14th of October our fourth crusade will, will ensue So watch the video and I'll talk to you afterwards
10: are here. Healing is here. Deliverance is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, shout Hallelujah.
3: hallelujah.
10: That Jesus is interested in our whole being. Command right now that blind spirit in that right eye. Should it take your hand away
6: your ji apne kaan se.
10: Put it on your good ear.
6: Aap jo, aapka kaan sahi tha.
10: And tell me if you hear
6: it. In Jesus' name. Aap can you
10: hear that? Come on, this woman right here can hear now. Can you hear it? Can you hear now? Yes, she can hear now. All right, now she. Come on, her deaf ear has
3: opened.
10: Sickness is just as defeated as sin. It was
3: the same
10: cross. It was the same blood. It was the same lamb. And it was the same victory.
3: And
10: if God brought you out of sin, He can bring you out of disease.
3: God And If God brought you out of sin, He can bring you out of disease.
1: Praise God Amen. God is so good. And as you saw the, those numbers, we, got our, we our first crusade we, we went to, we went to a city called Ray Wynn. We, we had over 60,000 people come to Christ. This is one meeting, one individual crusade. Next service, the next crusade, we did a crusade uh, in Osaka. We saw over 74,000 come to Christ. Our third crusade in Narrowal, we saw over 81,000 people come to Christ. And our fourth crusade, which will be this Friday, I am believing God for over 81,000. I see the trend line going this way. I want to exceed that trend line. Amen. We you agree with me with that? All right, so here's, here's the situation. Um, again, uh, tomorrow uh, we're leaving, and um, the disappointing news is this. That it's bittersweet. Pastor has been told by doctors that he can't go, and uh, he's going to be fine. But uh, obviously, we all know he's been battling some sciatic issues right now. And after medical uh, personnel have evaluated him, it is a monster flight getting there. We're talking sometimes about 40, 48 hours just to get there. And then we get to preach as soon as you walk off the plane for four services and turn around and come back home. Uh, but we've already sent tens of thousands of dollars to crusade. The crusade's going to happen. And Pastor has two wonderful men of God that uh, have been sons of faith for many years. that have gone crusades with us and are out doing crusades in their own right. I'm going. I'm representing Pastor Peter Dosick and PDM and Only Believe. Uh, I'm the one that kind of handles the logistics. So people kind of tell me which way to go. How do we get point A, point A to point B. So uh, I want to make sure everyone gets the right crusade at the right time. But listen, I want to encourage you a couple things. One is I know that we're going to see if I really believe this is the greatest opportunity in my lifetime. I've been doing this for 27 years. pastor's been doing it a whole lot longer than I have. But this is the second largest Muslim nation in the entire world, church. This is not us going to Italy or France or England or Brazil. This is a nation that is 98.7% Muslim. And when you see those numbers, now people ask me, they say, Eric, how can you have that many people come to Christ? Surely are they just raising their hands? Church, we've been, I work typically 9 to 12 months on an individual meeting like this. And we have thousands of pastors, thousands of pastors that are ready to follow up on the fruit that come to Christ. So, in essence, uh, what we do is, the way we get people to these crusades is by busting them. I've talked to you about that before. And we typically will have we could have five hundred to thousand buses on a single crusade. So when we get to a city, there's just buses lined up one after another. And to keep everybody safe, we have to go to a grounds that's typically outside of a city. We have light towers as you saw on the video there. We have over two thousand security forces on the ground. Sometimes security can cost me more money than promotion for a meeting just because of this to keep everyone safe. Well, we have these pastors that come on a bus and when people come to christ that night we literally have cards in their hands and that pastor gets that information as soon as they walk on the bus and typically between 85 percent of the people that come to the crusade and receive christ are in a church that following sunday and we're making disciples and we're seeing people get rooted and their giftings are being utilized and we're seeing pakistan pakistan is seeing is truly seeing revival in pockets and i don't know how god's going to do this i do believe god's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh and I think it's going to happen in America, but I don't know. Maybe it will happen in Pakistan. Maybe it will go from Pakistan around the world. But I want to encourage you, for every dollar you sow, every dollar you give, I can put a person in front of these men of God. And we're going to see amazing things happen. So many of you heard the story, uh, you know, if you can give $10, I can put 10 people on a bus. If you can give $100, I can fill up an entire bus. And it's because of you. If you can give $1,000, that's a $1,000, that's 10 buses. If you can give more than that, I encourage you. I don't know how long this window is going to stay open. That's my concern about Pakistan. Government is very volatile. They can, they can, they can make a switch in, in a heartbeat. We've seen that with Russia. They can turn the internet off that fast. And listen, I just believe, and I know Pastor does as well, the urgency is now. We got we got the doors open. We're going to get in there. We're going to pull in the harvest. We're going to get on the combine. And we want to say thank you, Only Believe. Thank you for those watching online as well. I'm telling you, we couldn't do this without you. We go in your stead, but if you didn't pray and you weren't able to give finances towards this thing, we just couldn't do what we're doing. 697,000 people are on their way to heaven this year because of what you've done. And I believe... We're going to see over 81,000 more people come to Christ in Pakistan this Friday. Would you all agree with me that will happen? All right. Well, listen, here's what I want you to do. Uh, many of you, I, I've already seen envelopes in your hands. Listen, if you, if you, I just ask you to pray, ask if God gives you a number. It could be a dollar. Thank you for that dollar. It could be a hundred dollars. Thank you for helping us to fill a bus up. It could be a thousand. Whatever that number is, we just want to say thank you in advance. And I promise you, God's going to smile down upon you and He's going to bless it back to you. Some press down, shaking and go running over. I believe you're going to see a hundredfold return. That's my heart. That's my belief that God's going to bless you abundantly because. This opportunity might close as soon as we get back, and at least we can say we've done all we can to get the gospel into that nation. But I'm just believing God, uh, as, as we agree together right now, that God's gonna just do um, abundance. We're gonna see miracles, we're gonna see deliverance, we're gonna see salvation, and literally, we're gonna see thousands of churches raised up just because of a four day event we're gonna have this coming week so let me pray right now over you and believe God for blessing for your life father I thank you God for all you do father first of all I just thank you for pastor Dosek Lord and I thank you for touching and healing his body Lord he has used his faith for literally countless millions of people around the world and father I thank you Lord as we use our faith for him today I thank you for a healing touch for his body I thank you for that sciatic nerve to be normal and well and whole In the name of Jesus, devil, we command you to lose your hold, and we thank you for touching and healing His body. And Lord, I just thank you for the gifts that are coming in. I thank you for everyone that's sowing today into reaching lives in Pakistan. Lord, I ask you, Lord, uh, not for a thirty, not for a sixty, but for a hundredfold blessing on every dollar that's given today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity you give us to go. In your, in your place, and Jesus, we just want to lift you up, because the Bible says that when we lift you up, you draw all men and women unto you. I ask you to be glorified in these four services in Pakistan, and Father, thank you for a great report that's going to come back. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Let's bring your offering to the Lord, and then we're going to have Pastor Josie come and minister to us.
10: Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey, Ashley, can I have a couple of people up here? I want you to sing that song you sung when you first started the service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sing like canaries. You sing like an eagle.
4: We worship the God who is We worship the God who evermore will be He opened the prison doors He parted the raging sea My God, He holds the victory There's
3: joy in the house of the Lord There's joy in the house of the Lord today And we won't be quiet we shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely in this place And we won't be quiet we shout out your praise
4: Oh, oh, oh. we shout out your praise We sing to the God we sing to the god who saves we sing to the god who always makes a way
3: because he hung up on that cross and he rose up from that grave my god still rolls away there's joy in the house of the lord there's joy in the house of the lord today and we won't be quiet we shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely His face
4: We won't be quiet We shout out your
7: praise
4: We were the beggars Now we're royalty We were the prisoners Now we're running and free we are forgiven, accepted, accepted, redeemed by his grace. Let the house of the Lord sing grace.
3: We were the, the beggars. of the Lord today
4: and we won't be quiet we we'll shout out your praise
3: there's joy in the house of the Lord our God is showing his face we won't be quiet we we'll shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the Lord there's joy in the house of the Lord today and we won't be quiet we'll shout out your praise There's
7: joy in the
3: house of the Lord, our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet, we'll shout out your praise.
10: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, Roz, I gave your, you some money to give your husband today. Can I have that money back? Thank you, Roz. Tell him I give him five hundred dollars when I get back with him. Um, That's for a toy. I read a terrible thing we're going to pray about next week. Eleven pro-lifers have been arrested because of their petitioning or picketing in front of abortion clinics. That is a violation of our freedom, our right to free speech. Now, we can do a lot of things about that, complain, yell it, whoever, but it is an injustice. And I uh, will be praying about that and giving you some information of how we can rally ourselves together as a church to uh, approach uh, arms of our government that can raise a voice against this type of injustice. Now, you know, you can... Complain about me on Facebook, all you want, but I think you ought to do something when injustice is done, not just yell about it. And uh, so I've got $500 here. I just need some more because I am taking this $500 and mixing it with the seeds that you want to sow and I'm giving it to the pro-life organization of Shelby County. And uh, so we are going to give that today, and I see my wife is really wanting to get involved in this, and if she would just give another $500, we'd, she'd be clotheless, but we'd be on the move. They you say, well, you just took an offering for Pakistan. This is entirely different. This is for support of a local organization that helps families, not just babies, but families, uh, to keep intact. And uh, so I'm going to be sending this money to the pro-life organization of Shelby County. Now, all of you that hate abortion, I should have to drive you away from this altar, but I'm sure that lots of you are just squeaky wheels and not a remedy for anything. But today, I'm going to take that. And Rick, that is not a part of your... Where did you learn to buy people's groceries? you're right. So, uh, Phyllis, will you come and get this? Don't take any out of it. All right, she won't. Hallelujah. And uh, next week, we're going to be joining our faith. We're going to be riding levers. We're going to be putting pressure on the arms of our government that are able to stop injustices around the world. And uh, so we're going to be coming against this injustice that our government has set in motion. And uh, it's not just one, it's a whole kit and caboodle of them. And uh, so we're going to be doing that, and uh, it'll be a great seed. Praise God. You know, I met a great man. His name was A.R. Bernard. His mother was from Cuba. She was an Olympic runner for Cuba, and uh, she ended up being pregnant. The Cuban government said, if you do not abort this baby, then you will not be able to continue in uh, your Olympic status. She chose not to abort A.R. Bernard. A.R. Bernard uh, pastors a church in New York. He used to be Farrakhan's right-hand man. If you don't know about Farrakhan, he is the head of the Islamic nation in America. And uh, since then, A.R. Bernard has had many threats on his life, house shot up, so forth. But he has persevered and he has never went back. He finished a... uh, Cultural center that houses his church, that uh, seat uh, with over 11,000 members, and this was about six or seven years ago. A.R. Bernard is a great man of God, but if his wife, his mother, would have aborted him, where would A.R. Bernard be? And Lots of people have testimonies like that. So it is an injustice when they have the right to voice their opinion against pro-life people, but it's also our right as Americans to give them the place, but it's also our right to have a place. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, thank you for your seed today, and uh, they will be blessed by that, and uh, I know it'll be an encouragement to them, and they'll be able to reach out and strengthen families. All right, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew, the 12th chapter, verse 43. We are going to talk about demon possession in the 21st century. Can Christians be possessed? Well, I know lots of times they act like it. And uh, we're not going to go by the thing that, well, no, we got Christ living in us. We're going to look at the Scriptures. Can Christ depart from a man? Well, he could be a backslider. Could he turn his back on Christ? Could he denounce Christ? Well, a thousand times, yes. Could he then become demon-possessed? I think sometimes we always take cliches and try to make them doctrine. I in no way, shape, or form have displayed or talked about everything about the devil. The reason is is that people can't take much bad news. So we don't want to tell how much the enemy is doing. Least we get discouraged and just hide. But the devil is is as alive as God is. He is as active as God is. He's under pressure to get his work done because he knows he has but a short time. So I've continued this in the last couple of weeks, and, uh, you know, certainly the grapevine is rattling, but I've heard it rattle before. Grapes fall off, but God produces others. So I'm going to talk to you today about the reality of demon possession in the 21st century. Now, I know some of you will say, oh, you, you can't be demon. Oh, the devil's not real. Right. And that's just what he wants you to think, and that's just where he wants you to sit. The devil is alive. The devil is alive. Amen? He is a lost identity in the minds of most of the church today. They think it's just an influence, bad luck. Well, you know how things go. Uh, No. He is a real personality. We proved that on Sunday 1. And I told you last Sunday that he is very involved in government, very involved in school system, very involved in much of what is taking place in America. And we want to name call and we want to complain, but we never want to attack the enemy. The devil is the enemy of your soul. And if you don't get him and confront him and fight him, have an encounter with him, then he will constantly be active under the darkness that you put him under. So in Matthew, the 12th chapter, and verse 43, it says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, does anybody know when that takes place? When? When? At the new birth, at the new birth is when the unclean spirit, the spirit of disobedience, the spirit that now worketh in those that resist God's rule in their life, that's the spirit of an antichrist. And that spirit dwells in every man before he is born again. When he is born again, he is recreated. He is made brand new. The old is taken away and we receive a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It is the spirit of adoption. It is the spirit of Christ, the spirit of sonship. It lives in every believer. Now, after that, just as a man has to use his will to be born again, he has to use his will to stay connected to God. So when the unclean spirit is gone out of man, out of a man, he, he, a personality, a real spirit, not an figment of your imagination, a real spirit, he walks through dry places because demons get their most fulfillment out of having residence and expression through human beings just like God gets his fullness fullness of joy through inhabiting man and expressing himself through man. And so... It says, he seeks rest and he finds none. Then he said, I will return into my house. Now, we know that what he's talking about a physical body. A physical body houses spirits, whether good or whether evil. All right, and then it says, he says, I will return from my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, and he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and and the last state of the man is worse, then the first, even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. So we understand that people have to protect their house, their physical body, because spirits want to have their expression through it just as much as the Holy Ghost does. That word empty means that when a man gets set free from this unclean spirit, he ceases from his labor. He becomes idle. The house then becomes unoccupied with the movement of the spirit that replaced the unclean one. It means that people without a purpose, negate their need for the closeness of God. Now, that's what empty means. Then it means swept. It means that when a spirit returns, he begins a process of dragging out that which is in that house, that he begins to call away from the place of safety and connection with God. Now, you and I know that it happens every day. We call it temptation. And then the garnishment means that there is a new order set up. Now, this new order is set up by the unclean spirit. In other words, he's trying to reorganize a lifestyle. He's trying to reorganize the perceptions and opinions and thoughts of a believer that has been born again. That's what he's trying to do. It means that he's trying to ungodly, that he's trying to provoke with an ungodly multitude of men that are alienated from God as well as a host Of demonic powers that are hostile against God's purpose for a human being now God's purpose for a human being is to be born again now this personality calls or beckons a person to begin to activate relationships that are ungodly and these ungodly, hostile individuals, the unsaved. And even the deceived believer begins to work against God's rule in that house. The order is set up so that a new government can move in. In other words, there is a revolt, a fight against the Christ, that is dwelling in you for the sole purpose to strengthen the weaker that the greater could be overcome. You remember the stories that Jesus said, how can a man take what's in the house or steal anything unless he first binds the strong man? All of this stuff that we're talking about are issues and activities that would bind the believer's born-again, sonship-adopted spirit. Now you say, well, I don't know if that can happen. Why did Jesus tell this story? This is a very real scenario that Jesus gives us. And so we have to understand that the devil is actively trying to retake that which he used to own. Put again, amen. Absolutely. Now the devil, now the Bible tells us, neither give place to the devil. Neither give him place. In other words, don't make room for him. Oh, but he's just got a little wedge. Don't make room for him. Well, I only cuss, but it's not really deep cussing. Just a little room. Don't give any place or room or any portion of that house to the devil. Don't give him an individual place to represent anything in your life. And it tells us don't give him a place or a condition that is conducive to his liking. Don't become so blind that we just accept what the devil is doing in everybody else's life. Could again, amen. I know I could get one. And then let's look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and let's look at uh, verse 27 on down, Ephesians 4, 27. Remember, don't give him place. So that means that he is powerless unless he convinces you to make a place. Right? Amen. Ephesians the fourth chapter in verse 27. Well, let's look at verse 28. Let him that steal, stole steal no more. What's he telling us now? Don't give him place. Now he tells us that there must be a change of activity in a believer's life or somebody's coming home to take it over. If a man stole before he was a Christian, then understand the devil is going to tempt him to steal again. Why? Because he wants to make a place. He is so subtle. It's just one seed that defiles the whole field. Jesus told that the enemy sowed this seed. All right? Then it says in verse 29, and it says, well, let him stole, but let him rather uh, work so that he'll have to give. And what is that? Those are kingdom principles that we live by that the devil is rejected by. But if we don't replace the former way of life with the life that God has structured for us that we may be governed by purity and holiness, then understand the devil's coming home to roost. That's why the Bible is so emphatic. Raise your children in the way and the nurture of the Lord. Why? Because it is the only place of security in a wicked world. And then it says in verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Your language should not shadow or express or reflect the world's system on you. You are not to talk like a devil. Do you know that words attract devils? They're life and death. Come on, they're life. Please, help me. They're life and death. And for us to talk like the world is to invite its prince, back to a throne that he has been cast out of. You know, I hear people say, I don't know if I can spell this, S-W-E-R-W, what, uh, S, what is it, S-C-E-R-W? What is that word? What is that thing you put in a, a board when you want it to be hold tight? A screw. So people say, well, just him. You think God doesn't know the intent of your word? You think the devil doesn't even know the intent of your word? He knows the intent of your word. And it says, out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. What's he telling us? He's told us change lifestyle. Change the way you talk. Change the way you perceive. Change your purpose. Encourage. Give grace. And then he says, If you don't, you will grieve the Holy Ghost you will move him out of the government of your house and another will seek to fill his place. Wow. Just jump down to verse 32 and be ye kind one to another, tender one to another, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Folks, God is warning us. To garnish your house with things. If you're going to have a vampire over, serve him garlic pie. Somebody said to me the other day, "Well, don't you love those uh, um, vampire movies?" I said, "I used to. Absolutely, I did. I used to love them." I know. I hear there's another movie out—a interview with a vampire. I would love to watch that, but I'm not. Why? Because I'm just not a stupid person. I've learned over my life that there were things that I had to turn off that would not open the locks to my spirit. Somebody said, don't you love those zombie movies? No, don't watch them. How stupid it is to believe that dead people are going to rise up before the resurrection and chase you and eat you? Talk about a waste of time. That is not good. All right. So realize that it's showing us things that need to change. Don't go back to the vomit that you've once left behind. Don't go back to your wallow. Paul said, if I build again those things that I have denounced and cast off, I will make myself a transgressor. There's nothing in your sinful past that is worthy of you giving eternity for. Wasn't you trying to get out of sin? Aren't you glad that you're out of it? Why do we dabble with it? Let's not do that. Amen? Now, let me say this. Every believer is sealed by the Holy Ghost. And it's kind of like the tomb. They sealed it from the outside because they never perceived that it could be opened from the inside. We are sealed by the Holy Ghost from protection from the adversary. But just as the tomb was broken from the inside, so can the seal of the Holy Ghost, the born-again experience, be broken from the inward conditions of your heart. Come on. You mess with the holiness of the Holy Ghost, you are going to cause him to take his hands off. Why? He'll not touch the unholy thing. And if you persist to be like the world, he'll let you be like the world. Why would we do that? So we are sealed by the Holy Ghost. You can't break it from the outside. No power can, but it can be broken from the inside. Remember Jesus would say, Satan hath entered into his heart. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? Why did you listen to the devil? Well, were they born again? Well, certainly they were born again. They were acknowledged by Peter. He knew them. They may have been close to him. Maybe that's why they vowed so much without weighing out the cost. I don't know. But I do know that the Holy Ghost entered into them. How about the ones that preached against the rapture already being passed? Paul said, I'm telling you right now, with tears in my eyes, I said they were friends, but they are now enemies of the cross. So realize that seal can be broken. It can be broken by your attitudes. It can be broken by your choices. It can be broken by your morals. It can be broken by your attitudes, by your opinions. By taking stuff that you don't prove is in the Scripture. The truth will set you free and deception will make you so bound that you can't even move in life. Hallelujah. Demon possession is real today. In the 21st century, and yes, even Christians can become demon-possessed. Now, before you say, oh, my God, he's talking, I'm not talking anything it's not in the Bible, and I'm going to show you. But it does not, and cannot happen except at the consent of a rational believer giving place to the devil's choices. See, God is a righteous God. He cannot, nor will he, move in, invade, overrun, and take by force any person without their free moral consent. He doesn't force the weak-minded, and the devil can't force the weak-minded. But if you consent, To do evil, when evil is presented, you have started a landslide that you may not be able to stop. Because sin is pleasurable for a season, and it never reveals its bitterness until the end. Now, you you just think what we're talking about. The devil cannot break the seal from the outside. It can only be broken from the inside at a man with rational thought allows or accepts the invitation to come out from behind the stone you are sealed but he is constantly beckoning you come on one look won't hurt one word you know now I know people saying oh man you're talking like like living a real Christian life Uh, yeah oh nobody can be perfect Well, if you will die to yourself and be crucified to Christ with all intention and motive being in its right place, you can live as Christ. When Paul said, If you want to see Christ, look at me. I didn't say those words, Paul did. Say, Yeah, but God knows a little, little. God knows a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Search the house, sweep under the furniture. Well, well, why do you think we have to be so holy and so perfect? I don't think you have to be anything. I'm just telling you what God said. Be holy as he is holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Do you think God is a bold-faced brother of the devil and a liar? Such thoughts should not even have to be entertained. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, it cannot be broken by the pressure of the devil, but only at the consent of an individual. So you aren't in fear of being possessed unless you are assenting to the devil's activities in this world. And if you consent to it, then you can become demon possessed. Don't be drunk to the excess in wine, but be filled with the Spirit. But if you get drunk, you can stay in that stupor. Sober up. You say, well, man, this sounds like work. Listen, eternal life is worth the paycheck at the end. Hallelujah. Satan nor God can control an individual except at his or their consent, their agreement. Let's go to James one twelve. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you're here. James one twelve. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. When he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. He shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Most failures in Christian's life come because of the cold-heartedness of love, of the lack of love. And then verse 13, And let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted neither with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when it's conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, guaranteed, will kill you. Praise God. 2 Timothy, let's go to 2 Timothy, the second chapter. Remember, 1 Peter, we've grown to love so much that we talk about, you know what? We are to be sober because the devil is going about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Seeking whom he may devour. He's after somebody. 2 Timothy. I'm sorry. 2 Timothy, the second chapter. And let's look at, wow, verse 14. Wow, man, this is a lot. And it says, Of the things, put these, them in remembrance of these things, charging them. Therefore, before the Lord, They strive not about words, no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Now, did you hear what he just said? Stay away from words that are not conducive to a Christ-like life because they are seeking to subvert you. So when you hear these words, you repeat these words, you say ugly words, you say divisive words, you are being subverted by the devil. And it says, that profit but to the subverting of the hearer. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightfully dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more righteousness. To more what? Whew. Yep. So when that spirit is beckoning you, hey, open the seal. Come on, it's not wrong to express your thoughts about how things are going and what you think of others. There's Oh, come on. You have an opinion. No, your opinions stink. That's why God gave you renew your mind. You don't have opinions. And if you do, it probably came from your past trash. A lot of, too many of us are dumpster divers. I'm a dumpster diver Christian. I want to know everything about what's going wrong and what everybody did. I I just know there's something wrong with them. One of these days, you're going to crawl up out of there and the trash is going to have adhered to you. And you're not going to be a trash dumpster diving Christian. You'll just be a trashed Christian. Yep. Hey, Hallelujah. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Anything twisted in the least smallest way. That's iniquity. Iniquity means something crooked. So if it's not straight on, If it's like this, you need to get away from it. Now watch these words. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of the earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. In every house, in this house right here, in every assembly, there are people that want to honor God in life and people that are just bent to bring dishonor to the Christian life. That's just the way that it is. I didn't state that. Timothy did. And it says, but... Uh, In verse 21, if a man therefore purge, purge, purge himself. Think of that. Purge himself from these he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and met for the master's use and prepared for every good work. Do you know that you can go from a place of dishonor with God, by judgment upon all that you do, and you can be moved from the outer tent, not only into the inner tent, but into the inner courts and into the holy of holies. The same gold that was beat for one thing is molded and remolded for the inner courts. The man is one that has to do that. Look at your life. I can't look at it for you because if I look at it, I will find fault just like you find it with me. So there's no sense in us looking at each other. I can preach to you the truth but I'm not going to micromanage your life. It's your responsibility to be honorable or dishonorable. Hallelujah. And then it goes on down this. Flee youthful lust. You know one of my big problems in life was I was always easy to follow someone else I was always quick to listen to somebody else's story fly off halfway go off with half the truth start talking doing spreading rumors, you know, getting mad at somebody, and then you find out that it wasn't even the way it was told you. That's youthful. Grow up. I still have to fight being led. I'll say, Phyllis, I don't like this. Oh, yes, you just eat more of it. Oh, Okay. So I try to eat more of it. I said, fella, I make this whole plate. I don't like it. Oh, get a second helping. No, she fed me turkey bacon one time. Now, you know that that is a twist in the natural course of life. Pig is pig. Turkey was never created to be pig. Well, she gives me a piece of turkey bacon. She said, Oh, you'll love this, said the deceitful little cookery. So I took a bite. I took it, I crunched it up, and ran to the trash can and spit it out. She said, What's wrong? I said, This is horrible. It, talk, it, it tastes like a turkey and a pig fought. And nobody won. It was horrible. Now, I went about nine or ten months not eating bacon I just now have entered back into the pig culture but again I was just led I went to put on a shirt today she said that's old she said why don't you wear that one I said you bought it at the same time you bought that one Yeah, but it's not old. Now, wait a second. I'm getting confused and dizzy in my own closet. I said, Phil, Phil, no, it's old. She said, yeah, but you haven't worn it enough for nobody to notice. So now it's based upon how many people have seen my shirt, whether it's worth wearing or not. So I ended up with this thing. Now, I did not like this shirt, did not want to wear it anymore, but Phyllis said, Oh, you haven't worn that enough. So I let her convince me. As soon as I walk in to the office today, somebody says, Oh, you're wearing that again. Now, I'm just throwing that in, but I'm just telling you, you got to be the place that you grow up and start listening with ears of an adult. Because Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. In other words, quit listening to children. You got two ears to hear, one mouth to talk. Listen twice as much as you talk. That doesn't happen in our house, but it'd be nice if it did. Now, let me finish this up. And it says this. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. You got to get rid of impurities to have something pure. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do nothing but gender strife. In other words, create battlefields against faith and reason. And the servant of the Lord must not I got a little footnote here. Not strive. In other words, he should not engage in a war of words or give dispute to the truth. And then it says, and But be gentle to all men, apt to teach, and patient, in meekness, instructing all those that oppose themselves, if God preadventure will give them Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. How does the devil get such access to take us at his discretion? Well, we'll continue this next week. We are going to raise up a standard that we will not become demon-possessed. Not become demon-possessed. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Let's stand our feet for a moment. Our great desire for you is to know God. And in order to know God, you must know what is not God. I want you to find freedom. The things that happen on our small groups Wednesday night. Discover your purpose. Discover your purpose. Make a difference. Make a difference. I remember I went to my pastor. I called him about 2 o'clock in the morning. I said, Brother Thomas, I'm telling you, I found out what's wrong with my marriage. I could hear him on the other end. Oh, thank God. And I said, I'm telling you, Phyllis has got a devil. He said, okay, oh, okay, Pete. He said, look, let, just meet me at the church. I said, okay, I'll bring her, man. So I drugged Phyllis to church that Sunday morning. Did you go there then? Yeah, but did you go to the church? Okay, all right. Uh, So Brother Thomas got us in there just honest, straightforward, loving, kind, caring, And he listened to the story, and he said, Peter, I believe there is a devil in your marriage. I thought, hallelujah, finally. I'm going to get some peace. He said, but I'm telling you right now, it's in you. I said, what? I'm the guy helping you. I'm the guy cleaning the toys, vacuuming the pew. What in the world you missed it so far? Well, without any further ado, invitation, or asking, he moves towards me as a shadow. If you don't know, he's black. He moves towards me and he lays hands on me. Started in that brother Thomas voice. Oh, God! You remember that, John? Oh, God! I thought, oh, well, I'm in trouble. Oh God. In the name of Jesus, you devil, come out of Peter. I thought, I hope you don't go into Phyllis. <laughs> come out of him. Let him go. And I was delivered by a man of faith, fasting, and prayer, and a man that. Just didn't play around. He was so good and so kind to me. And I loved him and he loved me. You know what? Sometimes we can be deceived by the devil. Let's make sure our eyes are wide open, let's purge ourselves. How hard is that purging? Let us cut off those things that are not needed. Lay aside that sin that does so easily beset us. Father, I pray right now that, God, you would open up our eyes and our minds. God, let us without fear open up the frontiers of godliness and purity. Let us, God, go through the transition from dishonor to honor. Oh, God, let us go from vessels of earth, clay, and wood to vessels that only fire can bring to its forefront gold and silver. Ignite a Fire, God, of the desire of purity that we'll draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to us. That, God, we will humble ourselves in the sight of God and live by his decrees and government over our life. Oh, God, that song that we sung mercy and grace and by the power of the blood gosh god how i look back and i know many people looking back and seeing the life that we live god one day that unclean spirit was ripped out of his governmental place in our life. And we became new creatures. And every purpose, every desire, every want, every guiding desire comes from you, God. Father, bless every family that is here. Is there an Amanda here that, I don't know, something like you have like a pinched nerve? An Amanda. If that's you, please raise your hand. If that's you here today. If not, Amanda, if you're watching, I want you to give me a call. The last time I said that over Internet, that young man that I called out his name, his mother lived in North Carolina and he was there, and she saw the message and told him, said, Pastor, called out your name and told you to give him a call. And he, had, and he had been telling his mother, I've got to get back with God. How can I do it? So, Amanda, if you're watching, if you're, if you're not here today, there's like a pinched nerve. That you're dealing with. I want you to call me, Amanda. I'm going to pray for you, and you're going to be healed. What do you got?
8: My daughter Amanda's been being treated for that.
10: She is. God is so smart, and He deals with families, and He deals with units. Praise God. Where's that pinching of rat on? Uh, Jim. This is my daughter Amanda. It, it's in her neck, uh,
0: between her neck and just above her back.
10: Okay. Now, when I pray for you, James, you can go home, you can call Amanda, you tell her just what took place. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse this pinched nerve, I curse all of its side effects, I command all of this pain, I command it right now to come out of her. God, loose her in the name of Jesus. Oh God, all of this inflammation. Oh God, I loose a miracle and the freedom of this pain in Amanda, the seed of the righteous, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. There you go, James. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every head bowed just for a moment. You know, God knows everybody's name. He knows everybody's battle. He knows everybody's spiritual condition. If you are here today and you're not saved all I can say is that Jesus died for you. He died for you that you might live. The only way that you can accept that life that he died to give you is that you accept him as Lord of your life doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It means you just have to be willing to give your hands into the life of God. Now he's here today to save us. So if you are not saved, if you're a backslidden Christian, I want to encourage you right now that you step out of the seat that you're in, and that you come down one of these aisles so that I can pray with you. That we can pray together and we can see the transformation of the blood of Jesus Christ washing away your sins, the old spirit coming out, and the new spirit being replaced. You're here today. Ashley, can you sing me a song? Okay, good deal. Come, young lady. I think. How you doing, God? Good. Hallelujah. Now here, did you get saved uh, from the street witnessing team? She got saved as the street witnessing team went out. Some people say, "Oh, that doesn't work." Well, evidently, it did work. Amen. We are so glad. Hallelujah. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son. And I believe God that he died for my sins. He shed his blood and on the third day, He was raised from the dead. I now confess you, Jesus, as Lord of my life. As you have died for me, I will now live for you. I thank you that I am forgiven. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm sealed by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Now, all these people right here are the family of faith. And I want to tell you something. They're going to pray for you. They're going to be praying for you. And each one of them is a connection with God. And if you have needs and you have prayer requests, then you connect with one of them. And I'm telling you, you will see God move in a great way. One can put a 1,000 in flight. Two can put 10,000 a flight to just make the devil have a headache every time you need prayer, okay? God bless you. Praise God. Peggy, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
5: I've done, oh, is goodness and mercy And the power of love
3: Now I'm alive to tell a story How I've overcome by his goodness and mercy
5: and the power, power of the blood. I'm so glad that
3: my freedom was based on what I've done.
10: But it's goodness and mercy
3: and,
10: and the, the power, power of the blood. Be blessed. You are in the hands of God. There's no hopelessness. To those that are in Christ you have a purpose begin to fill it share the gospel somebody ears and heart needs it go forth lay hands on the sick cast out devils cleanse the leper and raise the dead in the mighty name of Jesus Christ God bless you we will see you Wednesday evening, and I'll be teaching on Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. God bless you.
3: I will bless the Lord.